Hello, and welcome to the Soulful of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel, and today I'm joined by Uni and Andreas as we dive into the astrology and tarot for March of 2020. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give us a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into it. Hey, hey, you two. Welcome back. Thank you. Good to be back. Hello, hello. Always a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to jump into the astrology and tarot for the month of March with you both today. But before we jump into that, I would love to cover some quick announcements. First announcement is just a big shout out and thank you to everyone who joined us for the Love Languages workshop that we hosted in Portland in February. That was so much fun. I'm so glad that you guys could be there. Yeah, honestly, that was such a good workshop. Having learned so much about just the love languages, about my love languages, my partner's love languages, my friends. And a big shout out to Katie, who did an amazing job, by the way, hosting that workshop. It was such an honor to see her in her essence, just creating so much magic and really stepping into that role to just do what she's here to do, which is just share all the love. So thank you, Katie. Yeah, it was really fun also getting to learn a little bit of my own love languages and just being part of the conversation. I feel like we brought a lot to the table and we got to connect with some really awesome people. Yeah, that was great. So definitely a highlight of February for all of us. And I agree so much, Katie. You're a fucking badass. We love you. Woo! <laughs> Next up, I want to mention if you are in Portland, Oregon, we are going to have another event coming up on Saturday, April 4th. This is our annual event. It's called the Gold Digger Gathering. It's 50% writing workshop and 50% connecting and conversation with activities. The purpose of the event is to walk in, maybe having a sense of some goals or maybe no idea at all, and then walk out with a plan. That's going to be a great way to connect with us in person again in April. So we'd love to see you guys then. It's also going to align really well with the Astrological New Year, which of course is happening this month. Yep. When we transition from Pisces energy into Aries, which is the first sign of the Zodiac. So it's a lot of fun, energized time for folks to get together in person and make those connections. And thank you for continuing to do so much for the community, Carrie, because that's a wonderful way to contribute to the community, to give them a safe space to explore their minds, explore their ambitions, their goals, and to tie it in so beautifully. The start of the new astrological year, it's like taking that initiation and that inner fire and that inner flame of passion to really integrate some forward movement for yourself, for how you want to be perceived in the world. So definitely we'll be attending that. Uh, Uni and I are going to be a big part of this as well with helping you as much as we can and really um, maybe offering a little surprise while we're there at the workshop. Yeah. So if you want to know what that is, you're going to have to come through and check it out. Yeah. Stay tuned. I've actually been to a couple of the last gold digger gatherings that we've had and they've actually been very fun and i've really enjoyed it and we've had some awesome people speak and it was definitely one of my highlights of the year so i'm very much looking forward to how it's going to play out this year yay bigger better faster stronger and apparently i'm quoting songs now (laughs) (laughs) okay so then last announcement that we have is actually from andreas yeah so i want to go into this pisces season acknowledging and honoring an amazing person 
that we have all been privileged to get to know and build a friendship with. She does so much for the community, so much just holding space for everyone in the collective, an amazing soul to know. And I think there'll be some uh, collaborations here with her as well on the podcast, hopefully sometime soon. But a big birthday shout out to our lovely friend Genevieve. We love you, girl. March 7th, powerful day. You will be in our hearts on that day, as you are every day. Genevieve, we love you. Sending you all the good vibes for a wonderful solar return. And with all that being said, we are going to jump into the astrology and tarot. But first, quick review of what happened in February. So February was a powerful month for, I think, all of us, especially with the Mercury retrograde getting kicked off. And, of course, both of y'all had your birthdays, so mm-hmm. happy birthday again. <laughs> y'all feel older, wiser? Honestly, we celebrated a birth month, and we <laughs> definitely milked that month with getting as much as we could out of it. So much celebration, so much integration. It was a beautiful, beautiful month. And, of course, us being Aquarians, I mean, it was our birth month, but we made sure to spend it with everyone we loved at different times different places and it really worked out well what do you think uni integration is right because i don't think i've ever had a birthday where i've been sick and i just feel like a lot of downloads came through during that period of time and some of this is going to be shared in the podcast so i'm excited to dive in definitely this year was a very healing very different kind of a birthday you know we definitely put more intention into how we spent it so Yeah. Thank you all for all the birthday wishes. Yay. And also in the month of February, we were celebrating together for your birthdays. And between your birthdays was the full moon in Leo. That was a supercharged weekend. We danced our asses off together. It was so (laughs) much fun. So much strong, fiery energy. And that was, of course, right before, about a week before we had Mercury go retrograde in Pisces. And then Pisces season beginning on Nuni's birthday and finishing up that end of the month with the new moon in Pisces. So there was just a lot going on in February, propelling us into March. So welcome to March, guys. We are going to jump into the astrology here in a few. But first, Uni, I would love if you would introduce the three cards that you pulled for the month and share a little bit more about them. Okay, the three cards that I had pulled, I started off with justice. And justice really is about finding this balance and this harmony within ourselves. When you look at this card, it's very easy to assume that justice is a passive process. But in reality, there's nothing passive about it. As we move through these certain circumstances in life, we have to readjust, recalculate, recalibrate, and refocus our energy. And that requires our will. And when you have will that isn't aligned to love, that is when men's destructive aspects seem to show their light. And when you have love, which is on the other side of the scale, balancing out, you're able to find this steady place of equilibrium within yourself. And that allows you to use that willpower to cut away and peel away those aspects of yourself so that you can look at the pieces of you that are serving your highest good. And that in itself will reveal to you your true path. The true path is what's going to get you in alignment to source. And that is really you living in your most authentic truth. And when I think about that, I look at the chains that are holding those scales up and it reminds me of the the chains of Saturn and how sometimes we go through our lives with all this conditioning and all these things that we think are part of our self, 
but we haven't taken the sort of truth to cut away at it to really question and look at if it's really something that is inherently a part of our like makeup is it something that resonates with the truth of ourselves it takes will and courage to make things happen and you need to look at yourself in order to find what is it that your heart truly truly wants and desires and within this process it's alchemy it's stripping down yourself to nothing to the bare essentials so that you're able to look at each of those pieces and see its connection to god and through that you transform you cleanse you reunite into this undivided whole that can't be separated from source and that allows you to then move into the wheel of fortune and the wheel of fortune really is about all of these events in life that are out of our control and how when we are rooted in our own truth, we're able to withstand those forces and not get crushed by the wheel or thrown off center. It helps us stay grounded within our knowing. And lastly, we had the Page of Cups, and that is really about these creative endeavors, these feelings that are coming to the surface that are asking for an opportunity to manifest themselves in real life. It's asking you to use that intuitive knowing those psychic abilities to make something happen for yourself it's the airy aspect of water and how you communicate with others your feelings and your thoughts and how clear you are and we're going to be tying this to the aspects that are happening for the rest of the month and uh yeah looking forward to getting in on that with y'all justice the wheel of fortune and the page of cups awesome these are going to be real powerful to integrate. Yeah, So good. We are currently exploring this episode that is going to tie up the astrological year. So with this Pisces season coming to an end and a new beginning starting in Aries, there are always ends to new beginnings and new beginnings to old ends. And so to tie in these cards, I think is going to be really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And with the seasons changing, we're going from mutable energy, which is transition. That's Pisces. It carries with it a piece of every archetype that is represented by the signs in the zodiac. And we're moving into Aries energy, which is cardinal. So we're going from flexibility into initiation. Mm. And that makes this a very exciting time. Definitely. So starting off at the beginning of the month of March, which speaking of March, the affirmation destination focus for the month is attracting abundance. So put that in your pocket and think about ways that you're already abundant to kind of grow and attract more abundance into your life, which always starts with gratitude. Mm. On Wednesday, the 4th of March, we have Mercury entering Aquarius. This is going to be a less than two-week period of Mercury being back in Aquarius. It's a chance to deepen our innovative thinking. It may bring to the surface some rebellion and a shift from needing boundaries, which is Mercury in Pisces energy, to redefining boundaries, which is Mercury in Aquarius. This is an invitation to re-explore innovation before moving toward more integration, which is what will happen when we get back into Pisces. So we're experiencing retrograde energy of Pisces shifting into retrograde Aquarius. We're trying to adjust and recalibrate, but still being given this beautiful grace period 
of allowing ourselves the ability to process what this transition is and still be able to do that on an introspective level. And this shift happening during its retrograde phase is really allowing us the opportunity to really reevaluate and reconsider some improved ways to collaborate while still getting better with understanding where maybe we're still needing some areas of opening up, of creating some trust, maybe healing some of what those trust issues could have been, and learning to really put ourselves out there when we are ready so that we're not imposing on our own healing by pushing ourselves to really go out there when really this time is asking us to sit with ourselves, to sit with some of what we feel needs healing and to actually contribute to that healing space. And this Mercury retrograde period also allows us to tap into the energy of that justice card, but on a more personal level. So it almost seems as if we can use this time frame to build inner harmony and inner equality and to really allow ourselves to kind of sit with that that for a bit so that we can then reflect it outwards once it goes direct. Yeah, with justice, it's an active process. You have to choose to take the higher road, to do the things that are more in alignment with this newer version of yourself. And I think this Mercury in Aquarius offers this perfect time to review and sit down and get to integrate what it is that you are trying to manifest for yourself moving forward like what aspects of yourself are you gonna let die during this retrograde period so when you come out of it and we move into pisces you're able to show up that much more authentically Lovely. And also on that same day, the 4th of March, we're going to have Venus leaving Aries and entering Taurus. And Venus loves being in Taurus. It rules the sign. This is a period of sensual and physical relations. This is an earth sign. So they're very grounded. And this, I would say, is a personification of physical touch, that specific type of love language. Because Earth sign Taurus wants us to ground down into reality what we're feeling. This is also a time to be wary of maybe being a little possessive or even materialistic when it comes to like physical items. But a bonus that I would mention about this transit is that if you do acquire any new items while Venus is in Taurus, they probably are going to last you a long time because Taurus has expensive and specific tastes. If you know any Taurus, they tend to have items that last a long fucking time, just like Capricorn and Virgos do. They acquire things of quality. So if you are going to buy something during this transit, just keep in mind that it's probably going to be with you for a really long time. Venus and Aries was a very go-getter, straightforward, fiery, passionate kind of a vibe. I love that it's going into Taurus because that also gives us this opportunity to heal this inner wanting of acquiring and sometimes giving into quantity, when in reality, quality of things and quality of life can be a, a bigger focus. And so with this shift, I think, you know, this Taurus energy is allowing us to re-engage within our own five senses, because the five senses do tend to overpower a lot of what this is in experiencing this Taurus energy because comfort is key and Taurus energy is really good at creating comfort when it comes to finding the things that really speak to your soul, finding the things that you desire. And I think it's a great time to allow yourself to experience the higher mind Venus and Taurus energy 
which can be very supportive of shifting our desires, our needs, our wants, our necessities with, with anything, really people, situations, objects. This transit is asking us to observe and peel back the layers of any imposed ideas of what creates happiness and allows us the opportunity to look to where we have turned to for happiness, asking whether these things reflect who we truly are at our core essence, or whether we seek these things simply just for the acquiring component of desire itself. And when you ask yourself, am I acquiring these objects or these habits or these necessities simply for just selfish desire, or am I actually acquiring from a place of giving back to the community. You know, it's a good time to maybe shift how we can purchase new items and really give into quality where the companies that we're buying from or the people that we're supporting are also companies and people that are trying to make a change in the world because we have to take care of this planet. And so this Venus and Taurus energy combined with the Uranus and Taurus energy, I think is a beautiful opportunity to really dive deep into that. Yeah, and to give love back to the community. I totally agree. Somebody actually gifted me reusable straws recently, and I'm rebuilding that habit still of like actually bringing a straw with me places, which has been made easier because Portland stopped handing out straws (laughs) and (laughs) all other utensils. If you're not in Portland, you might not know that Uh, we're also charging for bags now, five cents, which elsewhere it's 10 cents so really not that big of a deal and a great reminder to all of us to take more accountability for how we show up and how we interact with this world and what are we possessing are we buying things just to have things just to fill our cabinets and our lives and our houses with shit or are we being selective about what we're purchasing and where we're purchasing it from I think those are really great and important reminders thank you so much Andreas for bringing that up that knowledge of self really requires a piece of uh, personal accountability to yourself and the collective. And that requires self-discipline and self-organization. And all of that really feeds into the greater vision of what we're trying to create moving forward for ourselves karmically as well. So don't be surprised where you end up on the wheel of fortune based on your decisions, because everything you do is going to resonate on some level energetically, and it will ripple out into the world. So be mindful of that. Mm, That's so good. I love hearing that because it really does require true accountability and also the willingness to want to let go of what we once thought we were in order to really become refined versions of who we want to be. And that really is just a process of transition, a process of inner dialogue with yourself and also releasing from the judgment of it as well. I mean, a lot of times, you know, we picked up habits or certain ideas that were possibly imposed in some weird way energetically. But once you come to the recognition of it and the awareness of it, it's almost like this sense of liberation and freedom when you can actually take the accountability to say, hey, you know what? I actually never thought about it this way. But if I continue to buy these things, I don't see how that's contributing or just shifting that awareness. So beautiful. And I love how you tied that into the Wheel of Fortune. That's truly what it is. Absolutely. And Venus and Taurus, this transit also highlights our ability to tap into our bodies and ask ourselves, does this feel good? Does this feel right? Does this feel just? Those are questions that you can really sit with this month as this transit is kicking off. And on that same day, we also have Mercury forming a sextile with Venus. It will create harmony and smoother communication in your relationships and enhance the overall 
start of Venus and Taurus transit. In my opinion, this is going to be the best day out of the Mercury retrograde period because it's going to be bringing in a lot of new energy for us to take down deeper as we're integrating in our process. And then on the 8th of March, which is a Sunday, we have daylight savings time coming up. So we're going to spring forward. Thank God. I don't know about y'all, but us in the Northern Hemisphere are fucking ready (laughs) for spring. And on that same day, we're also going to have the sun form a conjunction with Neptune. This is actually going to happen multiple times because we have Neptune in Pisces and we're in Pisces season where the sun is transiting through. So this conjunction is going to happen multiple times, but this is the first time this month and it's going to enhance a spiritual awareness and our energetic sensitivity. With Mercury retrograde, it's really important that you are aware of what information you're taking in and maybe even on this day, the 8th, aware of what energy you're associating with. So if someone has a bad vibe and they're coming around you and that's not working with you, maybe it's rocking your boat and tipping you under, then it's important for you to recognize that and in a loving and compassionate way, say thanks but no thanks and create some boundaries for yourself, which is really important during Pisces season because Pisces is boundaryless and there's a lot of power in that and there's a lot of oneness in that, but we also have to be aware of what we're taking in so that we can better present what we're offering out to the world energetically. This is also going to be a great day for daydreaming and also meditating. So I suggest going out in nature, spending some time, maybe going for a walk or just in silence. If you have a moment, an hour, however much time you have to put towards it to really get quiet and listen to your soul. And then right after that, we have the full supermoon in Virgo on Monday the 9th. And on that same day, we have Mercury stationing direct in Aquarius. What do you think about that full moon, Andreas? <laughs> Woo. Well, the time of my birth actually had my moon placement in Virgo. And so this Virgo supermoon, it's it's a very powerful one. And, you know, I say that because having that Virgo moon energy, it can be a little overwhelming. And, you know, supermoons tend to heighten a lot of what comes up as challenges. And I think a big part of remembering that regardless of how heavy things can feel, reminding ourselves that this supermoon is charged with a lot of that over-analytical self-criticism that we can nurture and compassionately tend to by tapping into Virgo's complete opposite sign being Pisces. We still have that supportive Pisces energy, which I think is important not to forget. Because that compassionate, open, very giving, nurturing energy that we're so used to wanting to give others, we can tune into wanting to give to ourselves, especially if we catch ourselves going a little bit off of the deep end with getting too caught up in that analysis paralysis kind of an energy. Virgo energy, especially in the moon, is very much so about wanting to be of service. It's about wanting to jump right in and pick up and and, and help But I think this supermoon is going to highlight these areas where we maybe tend to do that a little bit too much and giving us the opportunity to really reflect on whether we're doing this and almost imposing on others and their ability to heal for themselves. Because this analytical perspective, 
might almost have you thinking that even though you're trying to help and your intentions are good and pure, that you can offer something that someone isn't seeing. And I think this super moon energy is also asking us to be a little bit more patient and trying to develop the ability to have someone ask for help. You know, you might be so quick to jump in and want to rescue someone, but what if you practice allowing yourself to be asked for your help? And likewise, this Virgo energy is also very big with wanting to help and give advice, but sometimes the most sensitive when it comes to receiving the advice or receiving the help. And so maybe this could be working out for you on the complete opposite side of that spectrum where it's giving you an opportunity to look a little bit deeper to see where it is that you lack the ability to ask for help or where maybe you become overly sensitive to when someone is offering you a piece of advice. It could be also asking for you to look at your ability to use your discernment to also use your voice and be able to let someone know, hey, thank you for that. I appreciate you trying to help. But, you know, I didn't really ask for that. I was just looking for someone to speak to or to hold space for me. And so great time to really reflect on all of these things and to see how that kind of plays out within your immediate circle of people and support. That really ties into the page of cups. Because if you really think about it, he is looking into that cup and that cup can be those realizations of the deeper emotions. And because the page of cups being the airy aspect of water is able to verbalize that it's able to use the logic to not let the emotion override and be able to leverage that so that they can pull themselves out of these emotional ruts. And maybe that's some of the supporting energy that is being called for during these times when our mind is starting to get the best of us or our emotions are completely running amok. This Virgo energy always wants for us to feel useful. Virgo energy likes to feel practical. And I think a big important thing with this transit is observing for yourself where maybe that can be taking a little bit of the steering wheel and allow for that need to want to be in control or to want to like fix things to kind of take the back seat for a little bit so that you and your awareness can step into the driver's position and almost channel that energy and finding productive hobbies in which those needs for deep analyzing and attention to detail can actually be very productive, not just for you, but, you know, for whatever it is that you're contributing to. It's a perfect time for volunteering, connecting with your environment, maybe doing something just to be of service without expecting any sort of a, an acknowledgement or reward or congratulations for it. It's just for you and for your community. Yeah, absolutely. The word that comes to mind for this super moon and Virgo for me is integrity. Do it just because it's the right thing. Do it because you want to do it. And I agree that it's important to put on the shelf the tendency or desire to be the fixer or the savior. You can't save anyone. It sucks. I know. I've tried to save people. It almost always backfires. <laughs> and often it chases people away as well. So you do have to wait for folks to come to you and say, hey, now I need help. And then you can jump into action and help them out. And with this super full moon taking place on the day that Mercury also goes direct, a good chunk of us might come up for air and go, okay, I have all the answers. I know I got the downloads. I got to go share this information. It's amazing. It's a super full moon. Like, let's just go jump into action. And then the other half of the world is like, yo, I am just coming out of it. I need a fucking minute, maybe a week, maybe a month, maybe a year. Like, I need time to get through my process. And can you just please honor that? So also, it's going to be important to communicate where you're at with your loved ones, because we might not all be on the same page this day. And the energy is going to be really split. 
between oneness, which is Pisces energy, and service, which is Virgo energy. I agree with Andreas. This is, I would say, the best full moon for volunteer work. So if you are looking to be helpful, you want to get this in your schedule for the 9th of March. Jump on it now. Reach out. See how you can help out. If that's volunteering in your community, that's great. Maybe you just need to reach out to your friend who is moving that weekend and see if you can help them out with the move. Whatever that looks like for you, I would definitely recommend getting involved in your community on this day and making more out of the momentum that you have gained from the insights of the Mercury retrograde period. Yeah. And lastly, I just wanted to add about lunar Virgo energy, kind of having this ability to be very aware of the parts that make up the whole. And with this, I think there's a tendency to be intensely self-critical, like I said before. And with that comes more of the awareness to be kind with yourself, to be kind with your body, to allow for whatever is meant to come up in its healing, to simply play itself out so that you can sit with yourself and not judge it, but to just sit with that innocence, to sit with that inner child of your own essence, to kind of regain some of that purity and some of that loving energy that Virgo represents. You know, And with that, I think, comes this quote that I read not that long ago, and it said, you are not toxic. The patterns you repeat, maybe. The defenses around self-reflection, maybe. The way you manage shame, maybe. The avoidance around your healing, maybe. The beliefs you learned, maybe, but you at your core are not toxic. And I think that's so important for this lunar Virgo energy because sometimes that sensitivity to want to overanalyze and look at all these little details that make up this larger picture can get you in your own mind about how hard you might be on yourself. And so release that, you know, this is a perfect time to really sit with that healing and to just love on yourself, take care of yourself do some soothing body care, go to a spa, do some like sensually gratifying things that are also very productive for your soul. Yeah, those things that are grounding you, that are fortifying you so that you can be strong within your truth, so that you can be moving towards the middle of that wheel. So as these things are moving around you, you don't get lost in the moving parts. You're able to stand there with yourself and you're putting something back into you that will feed your passions later on. Yeah. And so that you can look at that dream that's in your hand, which makes me think of page of cups. You have the big dream and now you get to move forward with it. We've had all this time in the retrograde period where we were rethinking and reevaluating. Is this really where I want to go? Is this who I really want to be? And now we're coming out with more answers. And if they're not coming for you yet on the ninth, sit back, relax, chill. It is going to come. It might take more time. And that's totally fine. On this same day, we're also going to have Neptune conjunct the sun again at 18 degrees, opposite the moon, of course, because it's a full moon in Virgo. This is going to shine a light on our dreams. It's going to shine a light on unearthing those deep desires. The shadow side of this aspect is getting lost in the illusions or falling into self-doubt about making the dream real for yourself, or even having external influences jump in and give you maybe some projections of their own fear. So it's a great day for dreaming big and also protecting that dream. You don't need to go ask for other people's input about what your big dream is, especially if you aren't completely sure what it looks like, because doubt kills dreams faster than anything else. And you don't need any doubt right now. And with Mercury stationing direct that day, 
that is where we are going to energetically be receiving that support and almost now tapping into what that Aquarius energy in Mercury is. Because again, Mercury also rules information and the way that we process information, the way that we relay information. And with that energy finally going direct, it's offering an opportunity for clarity to really poke its head out and to remind you that Aquarius energy, as unconventional as it may be, really values the independence that comes with individuality. It gives you the ability to really own your ideas, to really channel your creativity, your uniqueness, and want to offer that to the world because that is your contribution, tapping into that Aquarian energy. It gives others the space and the freedom to also do that for themselves. And so if any doubt starts to creep in, if any of that starts to like overwhelm you, remind yourself that you can now tap into that supportive energy of Mercury stationing direct and reminding you that you at your essence are already an individual and you're very unique and what you have to contribute is best contributed now. And I have a song recommendation for anybody looking for some sort of tune to get them through this super full moon in Virgo and coming out of the retrograde period with Mercury back in Aquarius. And that song is by one of our favorite artists, Above and Beyond, and it's called You Got to Go. And the lyrics that really speak to me in regards to this transit are, dream on little dreamer. This is how it all begins. Move your feet. Feel how sweet it is. I just love that so much. I could just hear it in my mind as you were speaking, and I present it to you as an ally through this time to keep dreaming. If you do have a little bit of doubt, put on You Got to Go by Above and Beyond and and tap into that. So speaking of Mercury retrograde and us being out of that period, we now have Mercury re-entering Pisces since it's moving forward. That's going to happen on Monday, the 16th of March. We're going to be diving into this transit, ready to integrate all that we learned during the retrograde period. This time, we're seeing and communicating with more clarity. It's important to watch out for oversensitivity and to be prepared to set any boundaries that you didn't set when Mercury first entered Pisces on February 3rd. And if you're really curious about the Mercury retrograde period and you want to know how it affected you and your chart, if you look at your natal chart and you look at 28 degrees Aquarius to 12 degrees Pisces, figure out what house it's in and see any planets that are in there that are getting activated during that time. That'll give you some more information about how the retrograde period is actually affecting you on a personal level. Any thoughts on Mercury re-entering Pisces? Mercury Pisces energy is a gentle, communicative type of poetic energy, which great time to remind yourself as well that there could be the tendency to almost sponge up your environment or to almost question yourself because Mercury already is a planet associated to information and Pisces is so known for just taking on so much information from the world because of the open-mindedness that it supports. And so great time to just, again, remind yourself of your ability to take something on and not feel so susceptible to the environment. Be gentle with yourself. Do things at your pace. Realize that as beautiful as it is to want to take on as much information and to be very knowledgeable in most areas, you can do so at a pace that is to your liking and at a pace that's not imposing on yourself to become adaptable, but to remind yourself that you are resilient. Lovely. Yeah, that you're resilient and uh, don't forget to use that 
ability to use your discernment, that sort of truth to cut away the things that are false in your life so that you're able to focus on those goals and not let any of the naysayers get into your cup. Keep your cup overflowing so that it doesn't stop. Beautiful. Yeah. Pisces energy is the dreamy type of an energy and yeah tap into those dreams allow yourself to really step into your ability to manifest those dreams as well by making sure that you're stepping into that driver's seat and allowing yourself to move forward yeah definitely and with the naysayers again i think it's important to recognize too that often when people are giving you a hard time it's because they're having a hard time so if somebody is kind of squashing your vibe or your excitement about something that you are dreaming up, just remember that maybe they're having some doubt themselves and and give them some love, some compassion, some empathy, and be willing to mirror back at them what's possible and remind them of their own strength. Next up, we have St. Patrick's Day taking place on Tuesday the 17th. So shout out to everybody who celebrates and everybody who doesn't. (laughs) And then right after that, on Thursday the 19th, we have a powerful day. It is going to be the spring equinox, which is the beginning of spring, of course, in the northern hemisphere. Equinox means equal day and night. So 12 hours of day and 12 hours of night. And on the same day of the spring equinox, we also have the transition of the sun entering Aries. So this is the kickoff of the astrological new year and we are stepping into aries energy so much power here so much initiation and fire it's a really exciting time for everyone i notice every year when aries season comes out people literally start coming out of their houses (laughs) those of us who have been hibernating or spending time inside start going oh hey it's spring the flowers are here the sun is out kind of if you're in portland it's only kind of out Mm -hmm. but we'll take what we can get (laughs) and we get to be more active and outside so this is an energetic time for all of us and with it being the spring equinox i think it's also important to focus on your inner garden and what do you want to bloom what are you seeding into your garden right now and what have you already seeded months ago maybe even back to the last retrograde period in Scorpio in 2019. What happened then that is propelling us into what's happening now? And what do you want to come of this spring season before we get to summertime? So the beauty about the astrological year also coming to an end is just the reminder again of it being a new beginning. And Aries being that first sign of the zodiac, we're going into this new astrological year already having gained so much just from the last year. And so it's like we're not starting from zero, but we're starting from experience. Now we have so many resources. We have so many understandings of ourselves and how we want to go about moving forward with all these new goals and ambitions. And Aries energy is very supportive of that. It's very much so wanting for you to not just set your eyes on the horizon, but to trailblaze your way through it. And this time around, it's like we're also including all of the growth that we came to from last year to allow ourselves to truly step into this new essence of channeling Aries energy and not letting it become so self-serving in that sense. Because some of the shadowy aspects of what Aries energy can be, it can be very me-centered and wanting to just make sure that you are completely taken care of because you're doing the work. 
But with this new heightened mindset, we're realizing how important that is, but also how important it is to also contribute to our environment and to our close peers and to those that are supporting us on this path. So beautiful way to integrate all of that. It's going to be important to find the balance between the self and the other. Absolutely. And I think that really brings us to the wheel of fortune, which is always moving around us. There are times where you really need to focus on me, 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 me. And there are times where you need to take a step back, look at the bigger picture and see where you fall into the picture and how your me, 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 me impacts the collective. So having balance during airy season is really important. And that also makes me think about justice. Yeah, same. You are starting off with Aries, you're jumping out of the gates and ready to go, but you're not starting from zero. You're starting with all the experience that you've gained up to this point. So really, it's it's like an ending is a new beginning. And this time around, you're better equipped going forward for the next astrological year. Yeah, it's a chance to really level up and to live within this new frequency. And here's a brand new fresh start to own that frequency to allow it to carry you through this next 12 zodiac sign opportunity to just see the growth. And now here's the opportunity to see how stepping into Aries energy this year has evolved from you in Aries energy last year and the one before that. Because, yeah, we just ended a, a decade, you know, here in, on, on January 1st and started 2020. But that same decade is also coming to a close with this new astrological year beginning. So here's our opportunity to really implement all of those new structures that we're choosing to create. I love that. And then following Aries season and the spring equinox, we have Saturn entering Aquarius. This is going to be on Saturday, the 21st of March, which I love that date. It's 321. So it's the countdown, 321. Saturn is now in Aquarius, guys. And this transit is going to be our first taste of Saturn in Aquarius before it goes back to Capricorn when it's retrograde. That won't happen until July 1st. So we're going to have a couple months here where we get to test the waters with Saturn in Aquarius before it goes retrograde. And then we'll have it go back into Aquarius full blast in December of this year. So this first taste of Saturn in Aquarius is going to taste like discipline, <laughs> like always with Saturn. It's going to be reprocessing and gearing us up for technological progression and advancement within our communities. I don't find it to be surprising at all that we have a major election year here in the States, the year that Saturn is transiting between the structures of authority, which is Capricorn, and the networks of innovation, which is Aquarius. This is a time to put your personal board of directors into the boardroom to create some collaborative magic and pull any weeds that get in the way. What do you guys think about Saturn entering Aquarius? Saturn takes approximately two to two and a half years to transit one sign. So therefore, approximately takes 27 to 29 years to travel through all 12 signs. Saturn going into this Aquarius energy is truly going to feel very liberating for the collective, I think, in many ways. And Saturn is typically associated to restrictions or limitations, again, maybe that we have imposed on ourselves or that maybe culture or society has imposed on us as a collective. 
And so with us really truly being in this age of Aquarius and with Saturn joining the Aquarius party, even if it is just a little taste and a sample of it right now, eventually it will go into Aquarius and it will stay there for a good amount of time to really allow for things to shift on such a huge level. Saturn traditionally ruled the sign of Aquarius. And with that, and with most of astrology, comes the importance of understanding opposite signs. And so its detriment in the sign of Leo had once been this story of like, I can do it myself. I can do it great. I know I can trust on myself or rely on myself to get things done. And with it shifting into this Aquarius energy, it's going to be very collaborative. And I think where there was once an old paradigm way of thinking that every man is out for themselves, it created almost this energetic dog-eat-dog type of a mentality that is finally breaking away. And I think this is so important and so magical for what we're going to be experiencing as a community, as a collective, because at first, this shift of Aquarius-Saturn energy you got to take into account, like, again, restrictions or limitations. And there might be this natural tendency to, to feel nervous, to want to network or to collaborate um, because we're still moving away from this shift and trans, like transitioning into it. And I think eventually what's going to happen is we're going to start to really, truly embody the gifts of what it means to collaborate. The ability to understand that this is an interdependent species of being human and understanding that in order for one to rise, you want to bring up your environment with you. And so there's going to be an amazing lifestyle change of truly embodying our gifts and wanting to share it with the world for more selfless reasons, because in that space, we can actually truly help lift each other up. Mm, so good. Yeah, absolutely. And something that's been coming to me recently is about surrendering and surrendering to that process and being okay with the shift, being okay with the the fears that come to the surface around, well, I don't know, I'm a little nervous if I go to that event and I don't know anybody versus being like, look, I don't know anybody. I'm going to go to the fucking event anyways. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to make friends and I'm going to get through this. So I definitely agree that the Saturn in Aquarius is going to help us refine our connection to the collective. And if you don't already have a really solid tribe of people around you who are lifting you up, this is going to be a really awesome transit for you to find your people. And they're looking for you too. What you seek is seeking you mm. and it's out there and you deserve it. Yeah. And you can come connect with us and we'll help raise you up. Um, at the Gold Diggers Gathering. Absolutely. And that's definitely why the Gold Digger Gathering is in April. It used to always be in January, but then I just realized upon chatting with other people that, you know, folks are hiding <laughs> in January. People are not feeling as outgoing or ready to jump into motion in January. And I think that's because for us on a collective level, whether we're aware of it or not, the new year doesn't really begin until Aries season is here. And it's here, baby, and we're ready to rock it. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> so following Saturn entering Aquarius on the 21st, we have our new moon in Aries on Tuesday, the 24th. This is very much an emperor new moon, and that's because the card emperor is ruled by Aries. And reminder, we are in an emperor year. So this is going to be a really powerful 
new moon for this year. Aries new moons are always a look into the mirror at self. So this is also a great day for self-reflection, as well as an ideal moment to figure out which thing to, quote, goal after. (laughs) Mm. We have Jupiter and Capricorn at 23 degrees forming a trine with Venus and Aries at 20 degrees that is making it easier for us to embrace our ability to experience and share abundance with those we love on this day. And we'll soon be feeling more inspired to take action and network our way to what we desire in the days following the new moon as Mars enters Aquarius, which we'll get to in a moment. So this is going to be a chance for us to look within before we lock our gaze on what we are after. So Moon in Aries possesses like an inner passion and fire. And it also brings up this urge to want to be physically active. So with it being a new moon, it's a perfect time to channel in or integrate some new healthy habits to really go after becoming more active within your body awareness you know maybe picking up a new hobby or new habit that can actually contribute to your productive new lifestyle that you want to create taking up a new yoga class or starting to go running or whatever it is that you've been curious about Aries is a very curious sign. It likes to just go forward. And what a beautiful way to start implementing that in your daily life, you know, with all this newness coming in. I think another thing to look out for with Aries energy, too, is what can be a little bit of impatience, (laughs) especially with the new moon. You might have a great understanding or an idea of what you want to happen. And like, okay, I've been thinking about this goal for a long time. When's it going to get here? Good time to remind yourself that if it's not happening, it's not time. You know, and instead of feeling defeated or feeling somewhat like you need to go out of your way to what ultimately is manipulating time and energy, allow yourself to be patient. Sit with yourself and look at the things that you can actually do in the meantime while you're creating the space for all those beautiful gifts to make their way to you. That new moon being an emperor new moon. Sometimes when you look at the emperor, you could also think about it as you having taken the initiative to get your life in alignment with your spiritual growth. And what you do from that moment on is going to be feeding your spirit, your soul, your body, your mind, and all of those things. Lovely. This new moon is also going to form a square to the nodes of the moon, the north node being in Cancer and the south node being in Capricorn. This is going to signify our need to acknowledge and release the past while mapping out plans for the future. Big changes are coming, y'all. And resistance is the anti-innovation. They say that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. In order to become the person you are meant to be, you must release the stories you keep about yourself that are no longer or perhaps never were true about you. This is a day to let be what is. This is a day to get comfortable sitting in the wheel of fortune and acknowledging that if it isn't your time right now, that's okay because your time is coming. Mm. The wheel is still spinning. The wheel is always spinning and you are in the center of it. Mm -hmm. The word that came up for me in hearing all of this was courage. And I think courage ties into faith. And ironically, the two just like kind of embody the same feeling because Sometimes in order to have faith, you need to have courage and trusting and surrendering onto the unknown. And also it gives you this sense of uh, healthy detachment where if you are willing to dream up all these beautiful things and you're wanting to hold this space for yourself to experience, you know, rewards, 
continue to hold that vision for yourself. Have the courage to let go of the needs of control and have faith that if it's meant to happen, it'll make its way to you while at the same time cultivating all the ability to not just wait and actually use time and to value time to be able to do other things that can very well open up other doors to other opportunities. Mm -hmm. So definitely will of fortune energy for sure. Mm -hmm. Waiting is part of the process and an affirmation I've really been working with recently is everything is always right on time. I've been saying that to myself, even when I'm running late and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm running late. I'm such an asshole. <laughs> I'm running late. I hate this. I hate being late. And I do, I hate being late, but then reminding myself like everything is always right on time and your time is coming the last transit on our radar for march is on monday the 30th we're gonna have mars and capricorn entering aquarius to me this looks like spontaneous trips to the library taking action to acquire knowledge expertise or advice this is a time to tread the path less traveled and influence the world with your ideas rather than follow along with the status quo, as well as raising questions and actively seeking your own soul's expansion. My best advice for this transit is to build out your tribe and be open to new energies and characters that are walking onto the pages of your story. The power is in our hands. It's not me. It's us. What do you guys think about Capricorn entering Aquarius? I think Mars being our ability to follow desire or to have that everyday energy to just get up and want to go forward with life, combining with Aquarius energy is going to be very quirky, very unconventional, very avant-garde, where it's a beautiful time to really just enjoy some of the off-beaten track ways and routes to going about trying new things outside of your comfort zone to maybe reach the same goals in different ways, to creating space, to experiencing yourself in an adaptable and very fluid way. My best advice would probably be to look out for streaks of rebelliousness, where if you're starting to feel a little boxed in, you're almost like wanting to rebel purposely just to prove a point or to prove your individuality. Because at the end of the day, we don't really ever need to prove anything or ever fight for any sort of a right when you can actually just integrate your groundedness and staying focused, driven, grounded, and to be able to do things for yourself because that is the individuality that allows you to be you. Being fearless in your pursuit of knowledge for that knowledge that you acquire is going to be helping the whole so that you are contributing to the collective by your hunger for this knowledge or this new thing yeah definitely and i think because uh aquarius very much values independence and freedom in space it's a beautiful opportunity to give yourself this space to really to step into your pace because there really is no need to rush or to feel like you're too slow at doing things give yourself the opportunity to give yourself the space which then allows for you to give others a space to do things at their pace because we're all trying our best here to really move forward and to want to create some sort of an evolutionary process for ourselves because growth is beautiful and change is beautiful. And I think Aquarius really much supports that energy. Absolutely. And with that being said, that is the last transit we're going to speak of for now. 
And if you would like to hear a little bit more about Mars in Aquarius and the other upcoming transits of Aries season, tune in next month when we are going to dive back into it together. Thank you guys so much for joining us and listening in. And thank you both for always showing up and contributing with your insights and your knowledge from your soul center. I love you both so much. And I love all of our listeners. We love you too, Carrie, and our listeners. So much love. Thank you. Thank you all for giving us the opportunity to use this platform. And I very much look forward to the start of a new chapter. Yep. Happy Astrological New Year. We'll catch you guys next month. Bye-bye. Tschüss.